thank you for listening to the Valley to the Dojo Show. I'm your host Hayden Morris. Today I'll be talking a bit about the UFC 260 card from this past weekend, the upcoming Bellator 255 card, the UFC heavyweight title situation, today's upcoming uh, Tim Zhu Dennis Hogan fight, and the UFC lightweight title picture. Uh, now, before we start, please, uh, wherever you listen to the Valley Trudeau Dojo show, please rate and review, give us five stars, not so much for my ego, but for the, the algorithms of the podcast sharing site that you use, just help bump us up. Anyway, enough of that, let's start the show. Uh, at UFC 260, as I'm sure everybody knows, Francis Ngannou knocked out Stipe Miocek in the second round to become the new heavyweight champion of the world. Um, in the fight, Stipe couldn't get anything going against Francis, um, even giving up his back early on a failed takedown attempt, something that we didn't see in the first fight at all. Uh, Francis showed a lot of uh, improvement, a lot of learning, a lot of patience during the fight. And in the second round, after being dropped, uh, Stipe was able to put Francis on the back foot for a moment following a counterpunch. But as he moved in for the kill, was knocked down as soon as he moved in. Uh, after the fight... Dana White said uh, he was very respectful of Stipe, um, but you know, and said despite their strained relationship, Stipe Miocek, you know, is a is a classy guy, and had nothing but kind words to say for him. But he also said that he doesn't know what's next for Stipe, uh, who recently put out on social media that he's doing doing well. He made some errors. Uh, Made no excuses for what happened. He did want everyone to know that despite the fall looking as bad as it did, the only reason he looked uh, ungraceful at the time, or less than graceful, was because he was unconscious, so he couldn't help it. Dana White did sp uh, speak of um, Francis's next possible fight being John Jones. Uh, John Jones did say that he wanted to be paid a bit more, uh, considering that he's the greatest, arguably the greatest of all time, uh, and he must be paid for his time, he must be paid what he's worth, so now it's possibly going to be Derek Lewis next, uh, we'll get into all that in a minute though, uh, Nganu, he seemed to have little interest in a trilogy with Stipe, and he did name Jones as potentially the next opponent. Uh, when somebody asked him on Twitter who he'd like to fight out of Stipe for a third time, Derek Lewis for a second time, or John Jones, Ngannou said, doesn't matter. Bring on the next contender. Uh, he, he'd be happy to fight any of them. Um, now, if Joan, like I was saying, Jones said he wants a big payday to fight Francis um, and believes that Dana White is using Derek Lewis, who's on, I think, a four-fight win streak right now. I don't have it written down in my notes. But Fran um, Derek Lewis, currently on a on a, a bit of a hot streak, coming off a big knockout win over uh, Curtis Blades. 
Um, he he's arguably the next heavyweight in line. Yeah, if you go by the rankings, which we're we're all UFC fans here, we know that the rankings, you know, they're like points on whose line is it anyway. But um, he said, you know, Derek Lewis could be next, but that only really came up after John Jones asked for more money. Um, so yeah, Jones believes he's being Derek's being used as leverage, and went so far as to say. Let Derek have the next title fight. I can wait. No reason to rush greatness. This uh, could still happen. Um, no need to rush a great thing. Um, Dana White then went on to say that uh, Jones might be a bit scared to fight Francis and said that after watching uh, Ngannou's performance against Stipe, that Jones should probably consider dropping down to 185 to avoid uh, Francis. Um, and a lot of fans on social media are also in the camp of Jones is scared, which, you know, doesn't really make sense considering he put on the weight. Um, he gave up a world championship all for the hope to fight either Stipe or Francis. He knew... He knew what he was getting himself into. He just wants to be paid for his time. Um, and, you know, Jones has a lot of knocks against him, what with uh, his terrible behavior and uh, drug drug cheating, uh, failed tests and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous to think that he's afraid, to think that um, he doesn't want to fight Francis, like he went through all the effort, why would it matter? You know, like, he's been fighting since, you know, for more than 10 years now, I, I, I believe, I, I'm, I'm sure, and um, why would why would this, why would this be an issue? He just wants to be paid for his time. Dana White, uh, just a few months ago, even named Jones as the greatest of all time. Um, in in fighting, but now all of a sudden, the greatest of all time is too scared to fight Francis and Garner. Um, and so this uh, Tuesday morning, uh, Jones did ask for his UFC release. I don't know how serious he was, but he did. He said, "Just you know, let me go." Uh, here's a just a quote from Jones. To the UFC, quote, you would rather have me around and treat me like shit. Um, and he fe uh, Jones, he feels he's being taken advantage of and might want to take his business elsewhere. Um, uh, now, that that raises up a good couple of uh, ideas. I, I believe Jones will stay in the UFC. They'll work something out. They'll come to terms eventually, but um, speculating on what could happen for Jones if he does decide to uh, leave the UFC, if he can get out of that contract, uh, the world's his oyster. Uh, he could go to Bellator, fight there. Uh, he's already got a win over the current heavyweight. Like if he stays at heavyweight, Jones has a win over the Bellator heavyweight champion, Ryan Bader. Um, 
I think there's uh, some fun fights you could probably make there for Jones in Bellator um, for a, a nice payday. Fedor Emelianenko is uh, he's looking to for one last one one last showdown before he rides off into the sunset, and I think that Fedor versus Jones that's a you know it's a it's a fun idea, it's a fun fight. Um, Jones could take his business over to Asia, fight uh, in one championship, because again he has a victory over their heavyweight champion, uh, Brandon Vera. Uh, that he could also potentially fight, uh, have a rematch with Vitor Belfort. Um, or a, a fight that I'd, I personally would like to see. Uh, he could take on the one current light heavyweight champion and former middleweight champ, uh, Ongla and Sang. Uh, I think that's that could be a potentially fun matchup and really good news for Jones. The drug testing isn't as stringent in one championship. Um, speaking of not so stringent drug testing, he could also f- go uh, to Europe and fight for KSW, fight their champion uh, Phil DeFries, DeFreeze, and see if he uh, could take that heavyweight title. Or the fight that I want to see him do over, the, if he does go to KSW, fight uh, Marius Budzinowski. Um, just that one's just a bit of fun. That's just for me. Um, but we'll see what happens. Dana White and the fans all questioning his desire to fight is ridiculous. I don't think Ngannou's buying into that. I think uh, Ngannou just doesn't care. I think he just wants to fight again. He wants to defend his title. He wants to be a, def- a fighting champion. Um, anyway, we'll keep with that and see what happens next. Uh, in the co-main event of UFC 260, Tyron Woodley was submitted by uh, Vicente Luque in the first round. Uh, it was the first time in uh, T. Wood's career that he was submitted and is now on a four-fight losing streak. Uh, the bout itself did get uh, Fight of the Night honours, so for a rather short fight, Fight of the Night honours, that's, that's got to be an exciting couple of minutes. Um, Luke is now riding a uh, three-fight win streak. All three fights uh, were stoppages, and uh, Luke is now twenty wins, seven losses, one draw in his career, with a UFC record of thirteen wins and three losses, and thirteen of those wins have been stoppages. And uh, Luke is yet to be stopped in the UFC, uh, only dropping three decisions. Um, Luke uh, was asked what he wants next after the fight and um, I quote the fight I really wanted Kamaru Usman took it I wanted to fight Jorge Masvidal that fight would be a banger Uh, he believes that uh, Luke believes that him and Jorge Masvidal their styles match up well and make for uh, an exciting bout and it's hard to argue with that uh, so, he, uh, having a lack of a Masvidal, uh, Luque decided to call out Nate Diaz, but he's not sure if, uh, which, again, great stylistic matchup, but, uh, he said that yeah, Nate Diaz might not, 
uh, be active, not, might not be current, could possibly be retired. So he doesn't know. He doesn't want to put all his eggs in that basket. He doesn't want to fight anyone. Out, um, Luke A doesn't want to fight anybody outside of the top five and uh, wouldn't mind rematches with uh, Leon Rocky Edwards or Wonderboy Thompson uh, because he dropped decisions to both guys and wants to get those wins back, which... You know, you got you got to respect the guy for that. Uh, as for Tyron Woodley, he's now he that the uh, the Luke fight was the last on his UFC contract and is now going to be testing free agency. Uh, when asked about if Woodley was now out of the UFC, Dana White said, uh, "You know, Woodley's thirty nine. Uh, yeah, he's done." He's, uh, yeah, he's 39, he's on a four-fight skid, he's done. Um, yeah, uh, quote Dana White, yeah, he's out. Um, which, you got to ask what's next for the former world champion, Tyron Woodley. Uh, he, again, like Jones, if Jones were to leave, Woodley could also go to Bellator and uh, work for Scott Coker again. Possibly get a rematch with uh, Rory McDonald over there. Um, or go to uh, the PFL, maybe rematch Jake Shields. Um, there's also the possibility of bare knuckle fighting championship, which you know a lot of former MMA guys have been going to. Uh, we'll see. We'll keep you posted. Uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, Bellator 255. Uh, it'll be Bellator's first fight, uh, first card, sorry, back on the uh, the Showtime network. Uh, they haven't been on Showtime since January 2013 and uh, making their return. Uh, the card is head headlined by a rematch between the Bellator featherweight champion Patricio Pitbull and contender Emmanuel Sanchez. Uh, the fight serves as a semi-final in the Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix, and the winner will fight AJ McKee, who is coming off a submission win over Darian Caldwell uh, back in November 2020. Um, and again, the fight is for the Bellator Featherweight title. Uh, Pitbull is the current featherweight and lightweight champ over there in Bellator. Uh, the first fight uh, between, because again, it's a rematch between Pitbull and Sanchez. And the first fight ended in a decision win for Pitbull uh, in a featherweight title defense. Uh, Pip And uh, interesting note on the fight is that uh, both Patricio Pitbull and Emmanuel Sanchez are tied second place for the most submission wins in the Bellator featherweight division. Um, which I don't know, I feel like that makes it a bit more interesting as well. Um, I haven't seen the first fight. Uh, I've got to go have a look back. Um, and hopefully we get a decent scrap out of this. Um, also on the card, the undefeated 11 and 0, uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, cousin of Khabib Nurmagomedov, makes his Bellator debut against American Mike Hamill 
uh, in a lightweight bout. Um, Hamill currently holds a record of seven wins and four losses. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, um, he has 11 fights, 10 finishes, and is ranked 11th uh, in active Russian pro lightweights by Tapology, uh, tapology.com. Um, Hamill, who is coming off a split decision loss uh, in his last Bellator outing, uh, in which he came came in overweight. There was a featherweight, meant to be a featherweight bout, but he came in overweight by more than four pounds um, and dropped a decision. Uh, he's, again, on tap- tapology.com. He is ranked number 106 out of all U.S. lightweights. Um, and, yeah, 7-4 and four versus 11-0. If you're going to have a, a bet on this fight, I'd say, I'd say put your money on Nurmagomedov. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, tonight, Tim Zhu, sorry, Tim Zhu, uh, son of Costa Zhu, uh, will be taking on Dennis Hogan for the, uh, in a defense of his WBO Global Light Middleweight title. Uh, the fight takes place at the Entertainment Centre in Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. A um, little bit about each guy. We'll start with uh, the defending champion here. Uh, Tim Zhu is uh, 17 wins, 0 losses, with 13 stoppages. Uh, currently riding a 3-fight uh, stoppage, st- stoppage streak. And his last fight was a TKO... Uh, in the first round over Bowen Morgan. He is 26 years old, 5 foot 8, and has a 72 inch reach, and on boxrec.com is ranked number 6 in the world. Uh, his opponent, the challenger, Dennis Hogan, holds a record of 28 wins, 3 losses, and 1 draw, and of his 28 wins, 7 have been by knockout. Um, he's currently coming off two losses, is uh, Hogan, both in world title bouts. Uh, he's 36 years old, five foot eight, so same height, and shorter inch, so, sorry, shorter reach by 68 and a half inches. And by boxrec.com is ranked number 31 in the world. Um, not hard to see how this one's going to go, I think. But, um, yeah. Again, if you're going to have a bet, Tim Zhu is the guy to put your money on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and he will wrap up on this. Uh, the light, the UFC lightweight title picture. Uh, as I spoke about on the last show, uh, Khabib is quote-unquote officially retired by Dana White, and uh, the title has been stri- made vacant. And Charles Oliveira will be taking on Michael Chandler for the now vacant title. Oliveira is riding, I believe, a seven-fight win streak. Chandler, I think he's on four-fight win streak, one in the UFC. One fight in the UFC, which he uh, stopped Dan Hooker. And, you know, it should be a decent fight. Um, Now, a lot of people are arguing that it should be 
Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira for the vacant title. Um, but currently, there are talks of Charles Oliveira, sorry, uh, Dustin Poirier taking on Conor McGregor in a trilogy fight. Uh, according to Ariel Helwani's Twitter, uh, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor 3 is close to being finalised for UFC 264 on July 10. Um, it's not signed or fully agreed to yet, but all three parties seem optimistic at this time that it could be finalised as soon as this week, uh, Ariel Helwani's sources say. But um, it does beg the question that is Dustin Poirier getting screwed out of a title shot for this fight, which... Uh, I don't think he is. He's, he's taken the big payday. He's been a champion, uh, albeit in, interim champion. But um, yeah, um, I don't. And he's going to get a big payday from this because Connor is still the guy you fight for the payday. Um, he definitely wants to get another win. It, it, like this, this is the uh, the scores all even, but you know that he wants to be one up on Connor. Um, and for either guy, it's still a big feather in the cap. That's a good... Either guy wins, uh, there's something to brag about, that you just beat former world champion. Um, and uh, each guy, either one that wins, has a great platform to uh, challenge for the for the world title now. Um, also in the lightweight division... Uh, coming up, uh, I didn't check for when, but Tony Ferguson, another former interim champion at lightweight, will be taking on Benil Dariush um, in w- what should be an absolute banger of a fight. Um, now, with all these guys having their their uh, have being matched up, the the odd man out is Justin Gaethje. The, the former interim champ, uh, WSOF champ, uh, who's been a great com- company guy for the UFC. Always puts on an exciting fight, win or lose. What's happening with Gaethje? He's worried that he might have pissed somebody off backstage or something uh, upstairs. Someone doesn't like him, and that's why he hasn't gotten booked, why he hasn't got a fight coming up. But it, it does beg the question, what's next for Justin Gaethje? Um, there's a couple of good potential fights I think out there for uh, Justin. Um, first and foremost, Gaethje versus Dan Hooker. Uh, neither guy's an an easy night out for anybody. And tell me those guys wouldn't put on just one of the best fights of the year. Neither guy, both guys, are coming off a loss, a big loss to a to a big opponent, um, both need to get back in the win column, both like to have exciting fights, both guys are tough as hell, I don't know why we haven't already seen this fight, honestly, um, if not Hooker, what about Paul Felder, pretty much all the same, all, all of the, the same qualities as Hooker, um, and Gaethje. So I think that's another exciting fight. Uh, another name that I'd like to put in, you know, 
put into the ring here. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos, again, former world champ. Fun to watch, fun fighting style. Uh, and, and, and again, another big feather in the cap. Um, and while doing research on who who, who uh, Gaethje could fight next, I was having a look at the rankings and I thought, what about you know both guys? Again, look, if they're looking for a fight, Paul Felder versus Kevin Lee. Um, I think Felder was ranked 7th, Lee's ranked 10th, and uh, I think that, that's another fun matchup you could make. Um, which lightweights always had had this is just a lot of it's, it's always been stacked a stacked division and you can make great fun matchups with just literally picking any two names out of the hat um, but yeah I guess we'll see with Justin Gaethje uh, Tony Ferg uh, Darius will be a great fight Connor Dustin, they're going for the trilogy. They're going for the uh, the money fight, and Oliveira versus Chandler for the uh, lightweight title. And you know that the winner of Connor versus Dustin will have the best argument for a shot at the new lightweight champion. Uh, anyway, that's me done for the day. Um, thank you for listening. Again, please rate and review us nice and high so we can. Uh, mess with the algorithms of uh, of Spotify and uh, Anchor, whatever wherever you listen to the Valley Tudor Dojo. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. I've been Hayden Morris. Thank you. Bobo.